My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Circle History, and I want you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the listeners, to decide who ends up on our Mount Rushmore of a given topic at the end of the episode. And this week's topic is the Mount Rushmore of SummerSlam matches. Joining me is my co-host, the often imitated but never duplicated Brian Oh, Ian, I am disappointed in you, my red-headed friend. Why? What's that? Why? Why? Yeah. What's today? Today is our 20th episode. It's a mile, it was like a year? Is it? A, well, that's uh, the next big thing. It is also the one-year anniversary of us doing this show. Crazy. So, yeah, it's big. Which, which is weird to me, because how do we have 20 episodes? 20 episodes in 12 already. months, right? Yeah, well, because we started doing it as a weekly show and that's right i forgot yeah. about that so long ago yeah a year well, well shut up <laughs> i understand that i'm just saying yeah. like, it seems like forever ago it does and like you were saying earlier at least we feel like we've come a long way <laughs> we've come a long way yeah we're now recording we're recording off the couch yes we we started out recording at a desk and then we decided that's not as comfortable as sitting on the couch Lounging, relaxing. Simple times, Ian, simple times. That's true. And right now we're feeling the heat. You feel the heat, Brian? It's SummerSlam! <laughs> no, it's, that's WrestleMania. No, that's WrestleMania. Son of a bitch, what was SummerSlam? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a classic song. They should bring that back. They should bring back that was all the one of the best songs. ones. Yeah, it was really good stuff. All of them were great. I don't really, I don't really remember Survivor Series one, but I know Royal Rumble oh, yeah. and SummerSlam were the best ones to me. Yeah, good stuff. Like you said, simpler times. Yeah. If only. Now we get, well, we got new metal for a long time for pay per view, theme music, but now we get like hip hop. And... Oh yeah, I remember I was talking to you guys about that the other day, like Limp Biscuit and yeah, uh, Stained and yeah. all that stuff. I liked it. Yeah. I thought, like, it gave you uh, a really good feel for, like, what was coming up. Because they did such a good job with the highlights and that music over it. Yeah, I mean, 
that WrestleMania 17 music video hyping up the Rock and Stone Cold. But yes, my way. my way yeah, in the yeah. background. Yeah, that was that's probably the best one they've ever done. Yeah, man, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Those... are you wearing a wrestling shirt this week? I am wearing a. Re... Actually, it's How a new. It? It's a new wrestling shirt, new to me. It's the uh, Faces of Fear Pro Wrestling Crate T-shirt. Yeah, and the Barbarian. Vangan Barbarian, and it's soft style. It is soft style. Want to tell people why it's soft style? Because it's from Pro Wrestling Crate. <laughs> yeah, and because it used to be mine, and I gave it to you. Oh, I just thought they automatically <laughs> sent you soft style T-shirts. Well, no, they do. They do. Oh, so what the hell? Yeah. Right, it was yours. Yeah. yeah. But I know, but yeah, I'm but you would never pay extra for a soft style T-shirt. Hell no! But after you said that to me, yeah. I thought like maybe there was an option where it was like five dollars more for your T-shirt to be soft style. Oh no, no, it's just standard. Right. Yeah. So that's they're you know they're uh, snooty. They're a gift to you. They're a snooty pro wrestling crate. They have to have their soft <laughs> well, style T-shirts. Most wrestling fans are pretty snooty. No, they're not. <laughs> they most are. wrestling fans have one tooth. <laughs> I wouldn't call that snooty. Well, let me look past my one tooth, and I am wearing my uh, Loose Cannon Brian Pillman Pro Wrestling Tees shirt. It looks like his face is a sheet of glass, and somebody shot a bullet through it. Where is that shirt from, Ian? That's hardcore. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, did you get that in a crate? No, no, this is like, you can buy this anytime. Oh, you paid for that? Yeah, that's, that was the exchange, yeah. I'm you sorry. You give me the shirt, I give you the money. Well, alright, now I get it. You can save my information for future purchases, I mean, that's it. It's a nice shirt, bro. Thank you. It'd be nicer if it came in a pro wrestling crate. Oh, uh, well, I did get a nice Brian Pillman shirt from a crate. I think I wore it on the last episode, actually. You might have. How many Brian Pillman shirts do you have? Like, 18? No, not that many yet. Uh, maybe six or seven. Mm, I think that's a lie. You think it's a lie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a lie. Yeah. I've got tons of clutch shirts. I have more clutch shirts, I think. Well, no, I have obviously I have more wrestling shirts than anything, but I have like more clutch shirts than say Randy Savage shirts. Right. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. How about Savage Garden? You have any Savage Garden? I do t-shirts? not have any Savage Garden shirts, but I do have Sound Garden shirts. <laughs> same thing. No, definitely not the same thing. What are you talking about? Tomato potato. <laughs> Nelly potato. Yes, that too. <laughs> and finally, reading the list for us this episode is. The lovely, the talented, Sarah. Hey, what's up? It's been a while. What shirt are you wearing? I happen to be wearing a Macho Man shirt. Yes, from the Pro Wrestling Crate. It's pretty awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, it looks like a, looks like an old school comic book, kinda. You finally got to talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving good. her the microphone. She can say anything she wants. Come on, Sarah, give it to us. <laughs> what do you want? Give it to us. All right, consider yours. Do it now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, with all that said, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of SummerSlam matches. Our first list is from Pat R. the Superstar. Bret the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92. Bret the Hitman Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight from SummerSlam 02. And the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in the first ever Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match from SummerSlam 2000. Ah, so here we go. We're kicking off talking about the summer tradition that's been going on since 1988. And let's talk about the match 
from 1992, Wembley Stadium. Bret Hart defending the Intercontinental title against the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Brian, what are your thoughts on this match? I love the match because, not because of both participants, but I liked it because the Bulldog was in it, and I like the Bulldog. Yeah, Bulldog is very underrated. No, I'm joking. It is Bret Hart, too. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to find out a lot about you this episode. <laughs> well, you know, all right. No, it was a great match. Plus, you know what was cool about that match was it was an Intercontinental title match. Was the main event? Yeah, it and did some convincing. Did it take? I know that. Yeah, Brett had to convince Vince McMahon oh, right. to let that go on last. I'm it sure it's going to be Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior in the main event. But Brett knew that he could have a better match than them with Davy Boy. Right. And they did. Yeah, but I don't see Vince McMahon was knows about the better matches going on last. Think about it. As far as like a good match, are you telling me that Beefcake and Hogan versus Zeus and Macho Man was a great match to go on last? No. All right, if you want a technically sound wrestling match and you want to end it with a great wrestling match, you're going to put something different at the end, correct? Yeah, but you got to think here. We're talking about your close personal friend here, Bret Hart. That's what I'm saying. So I'm sure he didn't go in there and, you know, try to lobby for it. He went in there and cried about it. Yeah. He was like, you know, this is a, this is Davey Boy's hometown and... You know, I'm a big star here. Right, he's a big star everywhere. You know. But that's that's probably what happened. But hey, in the end, Davey Boy won the match. Yeah. It was a huge moment. And actually, this match, we talked about this match on our Mount Rushmore wrestling matches. And it finished very well. I mean, this really is one of the greatest matches of all time. It was a great match. And the IC title is known for, it was called the Workers title, right? Yes. That would Workers title, correct? Yes. So it's it used to be given to the guys that could just go out there and just go and give you something special every night. Yeah. Longer those days gone. And how about the uh, the story? The story is even in Brett's book. It's not even like it's a rumor that uh, Davy Boy was so nervous before this match that the days prior he spent them with Jim the Anvil Nightheart smoking crack. Yeah, and good for him for pulling out a good match. He carried Brett through that whole match. He carried Brett through the whole Absolutely. match. Absolutely. Wow. Because, you see, because Brett Hart says that he had to carry him the whole match because <laughs> Davey was still high on crack. The only reason Davey got high, he wasn't nervous. He just knew who he had to work with. Stay hit, man. I don't know where I am. He knew he was going to bitch the whole time because he had to drop the title to him. Why's everybody looking at me? He, <laughs> he needed to be numb. <laughs> no. Uh, you know. know who was sitting in the crowd watching? Diana! Diana! Stook! <laughs> the next match that Patrick mentioned... Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam 91. Big moment for Bret Hart here. Stepping out of the shadow of the tag team of the Hart Foundation into a singles role. And he wins the Intercontinental title for the first time in Madison Square Garden. With his parents in the crowd. Why don't we just do it now and get it out of the way? Okay, let's hear it. I guess you can call Bret Hart Mr. SummerSlam. Mr. SummerSlam. Because, yeah, I mean, think about great it. matches. A lot of these matches were, I mean, he's he's a participant in a lot of these matches, and they are truly great matches. Like, you could have made a case for Perfect and Hart on the Mount Rushmore of greatest matches ever, right? Sure, yeah. It was that good? I think so, anyway. I'm, yeah, and it, was, and it was good knowing that Mr. Perfect had an injury, a back injury, going into the match. Right. And you see, you know, how he's bumping throughout the entire match still like he's not injured. Yeah. I'm just a big fan of the old school wrestling. I, yeah, I mean, sure. I think everyone who's listened to us knows that by now. And 
Uh, man, like I told you earlier, there's no match over 1994 on my list. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Well, and that's wild too because the next match we're talking about right here, Shawn Michaels Triple H the Street Fight SummerSlam 2002. I was, that was a highly anticipated match. I was so excited. Yeah, because Michaels had just come back, right? Four years, four years with a back injury, he was away, and now he's back. It was a great story. It's a great story. Triple H turns on him. Best friend turns on him. Right. And they have this absolutely unbelievable match, and you would have, you wouldn't even have known that Shawn Michaels was injured for so long because he went out there and had one of the best matches of his career, and it kicked off the better portion of his career, I would say. Yeah. See, guys like that though, they they're such good friends that you know they're gonna put it all out there for each other. They're not gonna hold back. Good friends, it's, better enemies. It is because they. They know they can go out there and kick the shit out of each other, and there's no hard feelings going to be taken in the back, you know? Good thing. What do you mean? Well, good thing. Well, yeah. So that I mean, your best friend's going to forgive you <laughs> if you smash him over the head with a well, trash best, can. No, your best friend's going to forgive you if there's, you know, a million dollars involved. That, that is true. That is true. Money over everything. Money over everything, <laughs> Ian. And then, of course, the TLC match. SummerSlam 2000. Dudley's, Hardy's, Edge and Christian. What a wild match. And now, I mean, TLC matches, there's a pay-per-view called TLC because of this. Right. And any of those matches, though, we said it before. Give me any of those guys in any TLC match and you're going to get a banger every single night. And And they could even... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. But, like, even... Just the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian, or the Dudleys versus the Hardys, or yep. the Hardys versus... All those teams are so good against each other. Mm-hmm. It was magic, man. Yeah, it was that trio there that really breathed life into a uh, dying tag team division in 2000. 99 era. But the uh, the big spot in that match that had never been done before in any type of ladder match was when you had the guys hanging from the ropes that the belts were hanging on. Yep. Pretty much had like a chicken fight up there, kicking each other until right. they both fell all the way to the mat, 15, 20 feet, probably higher. It's wild. I don't think uh, Mick Foley cares about that at all. What, the TLC match? Yeah, well, that bump in particular, he'll, yeah. you know, that hell in the cell thing put everything to shame. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because Mick Foley will take these wild bumps, but then he'll be like, I don't think that's a very good idea. Well, yeah, because... If you want my opinion, I don't think it's a good idea. I've done it six times, but I don't think you should do it. But it's like being a dad and, you know, telling your kid, do as I say, not as I do. You know what I mean? It's... I guess so. I only have a turtle, and if I say that, he doesn't listen to me. <laughs> he just eats all your lettuce and tomato. <laughs> Give me all your lettuce, and I'm pooping on your floor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sarah, who do we have next? Jordan in Tennessee brings us Brett the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match from SummerSlam 94, Brett the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight from SummerSlam 02, and the Dudley Boys versus Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. So, you know, we're already getting a lot of repeat matches here, but we, we have to talk about Brett Hart, Owen Hart. Steel Cage Match, SummerSlam 94. One of the greatest cage matches of all time, no? Probably the greatest SummerSlam match of all time. Oh. Oh. Right? That's... 
You know I'm more partial to the Hogan Mondo. Yeah, I know. That's that's the greatest Bill Cage match of all time. But we're not talking about that right now. Um, Yeah, you you could put that in there as one of the best Cage matches ever. That's my brother! Right, of course. That story, it writes itself. Right. By this point, he was the king of hearts. Exactly. He won the king of the ring. Proclaimed himself the king of hearts. With Jim the Anvil now on his side. Who do you think Stu's favorite son was? Hey. I didn't ask you to do the voice. I'm just asking for your opinion. My favorite son. <laughs> oh, him, because he was he's the youngest one. And, uh, how can I forget the one that came uh, the most recent? You're still doing the Andre Giant voice. Face. Well, Stu, Stu. You're doing the Andre Giant face when you do Stu also. I didn't realize that. Pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe that's that's the way I gotta get my voice to make that noise. <laughs> You tuck your chin in. Yeah, big right. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's how I do it. I can tuck my chin in. Well, wow. I had to point it out since you pointed out. I laughed my. Uh, because I because I do impressions of these men that are like way bigger than I am, so I got to compensate for the uh, the distance between you know their so you chin tuck and chest. Chin? Uh, that makes no sense. No, that's all right. All right, that's all right. What are we talking? Oh, the story. The story of uh, the King of Hearts versus Bret Hart. Oh, yes, yeah, so WrestleMania 10, Brett and Owen, well, even, you know, before that, Owen turning on Brett, you know, saying, I'm living in your shadow! Yeah, he's living, he said he was living in the shadow, no one, uh, no one told him to, get out of it, Owen. Yeah, so then, Owen, with the, uh, the upset victory at WrestleMania 10, beats his brother Brett cleanly, then at the end of that show, Brett Hart ends up winning the world title, so now you go into the summer... Owen becomes the king. Now he's going to fight Brett, who's the champion. And now we have this big cage match here with the Hart family sitting at ringside. And that's when uh, the British Bulldog came back to the company after his two-year hiatus. Sure did. And uh, I really, I like, even as a kid, though, I want Owen to win that match. Yeah, it would have been great. Like I, He, he should have had time with that title. I think so. And I didn't, like, not like Brett at the time, you know. Shocked. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. You did this. You did this episode on purpose. What? You want to? You want to expose? To do with SummerSlam, you know, no, like... it has nothing to do with the SummerSlam. You did this episode because you wanted to expose me, and you want to make you want to make me look like a fraud. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. I don't like Bret Hart, but I can appreciate good wrestling. That's great. And a good match is a good match. Oh, I thought there was more to that rant. No. Oh, all right. I'm all just right. saying because. I guess, as everyone can guess, there might be one or two Bret Hart matches on my list. Yeah? You you actually put them on your list? Yeah, man. I'm not an asshole. Like, All right. <laughs> I'm not blind to the fact that they were good matches. I mean, I don't like him now. I, I, he was okay to me as a kid. But, like, now he's the bitch. All he does is complain. I don't like it. I, I appreciate your honesty, Brian. That's why you're on this show. That's why you've been on the show for a year. Because I professed I used to actually like Bret Hart. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm on the show. We just tell it like it is. Not like anyone cares. <laughs> Probably like, who gives a shit? Just get on with the, you know, come on Rushmore. I want to get out of here. All right, Sarah, you know. what do we have next? Next up is Bobby on the Beat. Bret the Hitman Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91. Bret the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match from SummerSlam 94. Brett the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92. 
and the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. So Bobby's not afraid to put three Bret Hart matches on his list. Oh, Bobby. They're good picks. They are. They're great matches. They're classic. They are classic. And I, I think I had a, I played a little role in uh, turning Bobby against Bret Hart because Bret Hart was actually Bobby's favorite wrestler ever. Yep. And not no mo. No, you you showed him. I don't know if it was just me. I think Bret Hart had a part in him hating Bret Hart. Oh yeah, that's Bret screwed that's Bret true. with Bobby. You got you kind of just led him to you know right. source material. I was getting him there, and then Bret himself just shined the light on everything, and yeah. Bobby was like, "I see it now. I know why Brian hates this man." That's it. That's a strong word, but I'm not going to take it back. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Danny Love votes for Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 01, Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match from SummerSlam 01, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H from SummerSlam 02, and Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 03. All right, so we got some matches to talk about here. Let's start. Stone Cold versus Kurt Angle, SummerSlam 01. A match that's very close to perfect. Yeah. Very close to perfect. That's not a bad list at all. Actually. No, no. And uh, but yeah, that match in particular, I mean Kurt Angle proving to that he can be uh he can be a very strong baby face and that whole patriotic side of him there that uh, the fans were loving it. Austin as a heel. I don't I don't know. I think Austin as a heel is very underrated. Yeah, alright. I can see what you're, what you're saying about that, but he was so hot as a face. He was the right. number was it, number one uh, T-shirt sales was Austin, was yes. it not? You know, you had that, and the guy was just so hot. So to turn him, turn him heel at that point. Yeah, I think it was a mistake. You know, I oh, of I, course it was. He could have, he could have done so much more. But that's what he wanted. I know it is. Want him to try? I, I know it is, but man, sometimes you just gotta be like, no, look at Cena. You don't think Cena might want to be a heel by now? Yeah, that's true. And you, when, think, uh, you think Vince was like, JR, you know, think you can have a talk? Uh, talk with Steve. Tell, <laughs> tell him not to do this. Not to turn here. No, Jim Ross said, Vince said they owed it to him to try See, it. Now, Steve, Steve, I know you had your ha-has with your idea here. <laughs> you want to be a heel? <laughs> that, that's great, Steve. That's great, Steve. But, um, you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Big big horse, the big horse. <laughs> you got the keys to the kingdom. The palm of your hand. And you're risking throwing it all away. What's wait, the matter with you? Wait, you just gotta take your ball and go home? You gotta take your ball and go home? <laughs> now, again, Steve, you had your ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that match unfortunately ended in disqualification thanks to Nick Patrick, the evil alliance referee. Well, that's the only thing that you said it was near perfect. Near perfect. That's the only thing that is. Yep. Here's the thing, man. You're two professional wrestlers, pros, right? You're professionals. Pros. Doing you're, the best. You're a pro at your craft, and I don't think your craft is winning or losing all the time. It's give the fans something, you know. Give them an ending. So what? All right. So what? The heel goes over. Yeah. That's it's still an ending. It's still an it, ending. And you know that chase. I mean they. In that match, they had, you know, they had the multiple near falls. They, you know, the dramatic uh, false finishes. Right. The fans were eating out of the palm of their hands. Like this was this was an awesome, awesome match. And uh, no, they just, uh, I think they dropped the ball with this one. But then, of course, the next month, 
right after 9-11, they have the patriotic character win the world title. Right. Then loses it, like, two weeks later. Weird, right? Very strange. Very strange. And uh, another match that was near perfect. Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy. The latter match from SummerSlam. Very innovative match. They did awesome moves with the ladder. But mm-hmm. RVD missed the end spot. Which will tear it apart, right? Yeah. Like that'll just It brings it from like a ten to like a seven and a half, eight. If he had hit that spot, it would have been as uh what, how do we want to say this? It would have been seen as many times as say fully falling off the top of the cell. Right. Or getting thrown off the top of the cell. You have Jeff Hardy hanging from the, the rope that's holding the, the championship. Just dangling there, and then Rob Van Dam leaps off the top rope with a spinning kick and misses Jeff Hardy in midair. I'm so glad you described it because I had no idea what spot you were talking about. <laughs> no, I'm happy because I remember it. Yeah, now you remember it. I do remember it. And then Jeff Hardy's <laughs> just hanging there, so he just lets go and crashes to the mat. <laughs> and what do you know? Rob Van Dam still gets the title. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> Alright, and then we have Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, SummerSlam 2003. You had Paul Heyman, you know, getting involved, cheering on, uh, no, not Paul Heyman, uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon cheering on Brock Lesnar and uh, trying to cost Angle the match, but no, no, no. Angle walks out of there with the championship. Thank God. (laughs) What do you think of the chemistry that Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle had? Man, I think they were good. Oh, they got, like great, actually. Two uh, collegiate wrestlers, you know, Brock Lesnar being the champion out of Minnesota, <clears throat> Kurt Angle with the two gold medals, and I liked the styles. I liked watching that type of wrestling match. Yeah, it was fun hitting, for me. Just two guys that just right. wanted to beat the hell out of each other. Right, and then they had some heat before, like. Wasn't Brock saying he could beat Angle at a wrestling match or saw a pin yeah, him or something they, like that? They did. They did right. have like a real, a real match with you know all the wrestlers backstage watching on. Right. And they had to break it up. So that was cool too, because yeah. kind of like both guys had something to prove to each other. Yeah. Hey, did you ever hear the story about Brock Lesnar and Kurt Hennings fight on an airplane? Dude, I think every wrestling fan has heard that story. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like my my. I, I mean, I. I, I so the it's the yeah, the plane ride the from plane hell. Plane ride right? from hell. They fought near the emergency exit and supposed right. to open the door. Wasn't it like Flair parading around in his just his robe or something? Oh shit? yeah, yeah, just had his robe on. And when he would open it up, you'd you'd see it all. You see, you'd see his little little. Doing this. His tricky dick. I want some peanuts, <laughs> some ginger ale, and all the cavatier you've got back there. And I've got something for you. Kilbasa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, Michael Michael Hayes had his ponytail cut off. Yes, by, by Xbox. Yep. Yeah. I love how like we describe it like we were there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if only, huh? Remember when Michael Hayes got his ponytail cut off? <laughs> do, do, do. What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like that, that whole plane ride would make a... It would actually make a pretty funny movie. Probably would, actually. Just Airplane 2. Airplane 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, who do we have next? 
Extreme Dragon chose these four. CM Punk vs. Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam 13. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels vs. Razor Ramon in a ladder match, SummerSlam 95. Brett the Hitman Hart vs. the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92. And the Dudley Boys vs. the Hardy Boys vs. Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. Alright, so CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. The best versus the beast. Paul Heyman had turned on his former client, CM Punk, and realigned himself with Brock Lesnar, and they had a pretty good match here. SummerSlam 2013, what are your thoughts, Brian? Um, I think, yeah, it's I, I would say it's one of the greater SummerSlam matches. Isn't that one of the first matches where someone actually took Brock Lesnar to the brink since he had been back? Yeah. It was, right? Cause yeah. I mean, beyond Cena, because he No, had... didn't, didn't he, like, suplex Cena, like, 150 times? Yeah, but that was after this. That was after this? Yeah. See, that was two years after this. All right, man, I can't even get my time frame when Brock Lesnar's here, there, gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was two years after this. But um, anyway, he's... So, but CM Punk did give him a good match. He did, yeah. So it wasn't yeah, like a really squash, you know, we're gonna give you... You know, fifty suplexes and whatever. No, it's just a good, a... hard hitting back and forth right. match. Yeah, Heyman getting involved. It was uh, it's pretty good. But it was because of Heyman's interference that uh, that Punk ran right into an F five. Right. Which was even cool because, you know, protection's everything, pal. <laughs> and they protected CM Punk with Heyman's interference. So exactly, yeah. Save some face there. So what about the rematch, the ladder match between uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon? Um, I think that match is very overrated. You do? Okay. Only because we saw what they could do in the first one. Yeah. But then I guess from like what Michaels said, they, McMahon didn't want them to use the ladder in that match. Yeah. So obviously, if you're limited to what you can do right. in a ladder match where the ladder is the focal point of the match then it's obviously not going to um, live up to what they had the first time, right? No, it's very difficult, but I mean, it's definitely it definitely allowed them to have a different match. It was different, but... And we... I think it helped that at the time, like Shawn Michaels was red hot, and he goes into it and he has to avenge his loss, and he does. And he successfully retains his Intercontinental Championship. Man, I get it, but didn't, like, the belt wouldn't come down, it was just kind of like a little cluster there. Yeah, it was kind mm-hmm. of funny, because Pulls on the belt and it doesn't yeah, come down. Yeah, he's like so pissed at the Yeah, end. he has like a temper tantrum, so he's throwing the ladder around. Yeah. Hey. I don't know, man. Good enough match. I mean, yeah, maybe, and, maybe and a top ten in my book. And the good thing about this one is that they used two ladders. They ended up using two ladders in this match. It was the first one, they just had the one ladder. Right. Um, so that allowed them to do moves like Shawn Michaels hitting Sweet Chin Music off one ladder. Knocking Razor Ramon off the other ladder. Innovative, Brian. Innovative. I was. Like I said, good enough match. Maybe on my top ten, not on my top four. Hey, Sean. What do you want to do in this ladder match, mate? He didn't talk like that in the back. You don't think so? No, he didn't he have to. be in character, man. Always? Well, you think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got to play the part, man. So he just wanted to be a Cuban all the time. Even at home, he was like... Hey, you want to go? <laughs> so it's like, where? He throws a toothpick at her head. Like, that's the sign. That's the signal. Scott, don't do that. <laughs> there you go. Who is this Scott? You're speaking of. <laughs> I am the bad guy. 
when I come to bed, I will carve <laughs> you up. <laughs> if anybody is oozing machismo here, man, it's me. She's like, you're oozing something, go clean up. <laughs> Who was it that said that? They said, you're oozing something, and what you're oozing stinks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like a Bret Hart line. It, I was going to say, it does sound like a Bret It was probably Royal Rumble when they... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet Stu gave him the line. Oh, probably. <laughs> Sarah, what do we have next? The four from My Boy Benny are CM Punk versus John Cena, SummerSlam 11, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 01, The Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000, and the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight from SummerSlam 02. Ah, so CM Punk, John Cena, SummerSlam 11. That was the infamous Summer of Punk when he won the won the championship for Cena and Money in the Bank, and then went away for a month. So they ended up having a uh, little tournament on Raw. Mysterio wins the tournament. Then Cena beats Mysterio all in the same night. And then Punk returns with his championship. So now we have to unify the championships. Now you have to give me some Excedrin because I have a headache from all of that. <laughs> Can you go over that all again? <laughs> That's I'm a still, long story. I'm still trying to wrap my head again around all of it. Anyway. Um, yeah. Dude, here's the thing. If Bret Hart's a bitch... <laughs> and like if I had a list without Bret Hart Cena would probably be in three of my matches because yeah. second lead to Bret Hart I think John Cena could also be a Mr. SummerSlam because yeah. he gave you great SummerSlam matches yes, he did. even against Daniel Bryan yep. remember when Randy Orton cashed in at the end oh and, don't worry uh, we'll get to it oh someone's good I'm glad someone put that oh, yeah, on, there. on yeah. I'm, I'm glad like I don't think Cena gets enough recognition he doesn't not recognition. He's recognized. Credit. Credit. He doesn't get enough credit, man. He's the guy was great for so long. Yeah. And you know what is actually a cool little tidbit about this match? CM Punk's gear. It's Bret Hart inspired. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so just a, a mix of both a mix of both of our favorites. Hey, yeah, huh? Wow, yeah. <laughs> CM Punk and Bret Hart gear. We we do not like that person. No. Good lord. <laughs> public stoning for that guy <laughs> no he's straight edge <laughs> no shut up <laughs> okay Sarah who's next Daryl and Georgia brings us The Undertaker versus Edge inside Hell's Hell in a Cell SummerSlam 08 Triple H versus The Rock in a ladder match SummerSlam 98 Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker SummerSlam 98 and Bret the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match from SummerSlam 94 Alright, so we got some new matches to talk about here. We have Undertaker and Edge, Hell in a Cell, SummerSlam 2008. Do you have any memories of that one? <clears throat> Not really, to be Not honest. Really? No. Well, that was during uh, that was during the time when Edge was doing some of the best promo work of his career. Kind of... Uh, Vicky Guerrero? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was around that time. But it was when Edge was doing like very like Heath Ledger-inspired heel promos... Um, and then, you know, he was embroiled in a bitter feud with The Undertaker. And in that match, The Undertaker ended up giving him the last ride through the ring. I remember the ending. Yeah. That was a cool I don't ending. remember the feud, the story building up to it or anything like that. But yeah. 
I do remember that. And that, man, that's a good ending. Yeah. How about Triple H and The Rock, the ladder match from SummerSlam 98? I do remember that match. Um, Good enough match. Again, it was a good match, but I don't think uh, it... I know, as a matter of fact, I know it's not on my top four. <laughs> just, yeah, it just, no, not for me. Yeah, I mean, it was a cool moment for Triple H, though. Madison Square Garden winning the Intercontinental title. It may have been a cool match for the guy, probably cool, a cool moment for him, yeah. probably a cool moment for The Rock, too, but would, sure. is it one of the greatest SummerSlam matches of all time? Uh, no. Not, not on my list, no. no. Neither is uh, it's Austin. Not, it's probably not on anybody else's list the rest of the way. I don't believe so. Uh, how about Austin and Undertaker from that same show? No. 98, no. I, I don't think so either. I, I think that match is... Uh, I don't even think it's overrated because I, I really don't think that match gets talked about, period. Because it, No. The only thing about that Summer Sam that gets talked about is the poster. Oh, that was a great poster. The poster was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome poster. <clears throat> That's about it, though. Like... Yeah. I, I mean, if you were to ask me, you know, you want to watch a, uh, you know, 84 Starcade or you want to watch, you know, SummerSlam 98, 98, 98? 98. I'd say SummerSlam 98, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it wouldn't well. be my go-to event to watch. And to have two matches out of that card yeah. beyond this Mount Rushmore? Daryl and Georgia was, uh, was definitely happy that summer on the highway to hell. Nah, I mean, hey, whatever, Daryl. That's Daryl's prerogative. <laughs> opinion. Right. Our show is opinion-based. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Everybody's list is an opinion. The more opinions, the better, in this case, because it gives us good numbers. <laughs> good numbers, yeah. <laughs> Terrific numbers. I'm rolling in it. <laughs> I will do it myself. <laughs> Are you Lenny Boffo over there? <laughs> No, if I was Lanny Poffo, I'd know what to do myself. <laughs> uh. Sarah, what do we have next? Polishes votes for Randy Orton versus Christian, SummerSlam 11. John Cena versus Dan O'Brien, SummerSlam 13. Brett the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92. And Brett the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match from SummerSlam 94. Okay, Randy Orton and Christian. SummerSlam 2011. Christian on uh, someone's Mount Rushmore yeah. of uh, SummerSlam matches. Yeah, that, and was, just, that was a pretty good match. I just want to thank Christian for his uh, for his input in our show. Oh, yeah. It's very nice of him. <laughs> I think Christian voted for his own match, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other... Well, aside from the Dudley Boys one, but... Yeah, no, that's... Match. So, technically, Christian will make it. Yeah, he'll make it. <laughs> I am making fun of the guy, but he's going to be there in the end, some way or another. <laughs> I take it you're not the biggest uh, Christian fan. Ah, right? oh, dude, Christian's good enough. He's fine. I, I don't mind Christian. I don't like Christian on his own. I think, obviously, yeah. Edge was that tag team. You know, sure. he made the tag team. Just like the Anvil made the, the Hot Foundation. <laughs> but, you know... Christian's Christian. He's fine. Your new TNA champion. Yes, your new, once again, TNA once again. champion. Hey, let me sign you to AEW, Christian. Come on up. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, by the way, here's the TNA title again. <laughs> you can go away now. <laughs> it's like, wow, thanks. Uh, John Cena, Daniel Bryan, SummerSlam 2013. We were just talking about that. Yeah, I agree. Um, probably not my top ten. 
awesome match, awesome moment for Daniel Bryan. Finally getting the win, the big win, defeating John Cena in an excellent, dramatic match. And then the referee, Triple H, turns on him. Randy Orton comes in, cashes in his money in the bank. Daniel Bryan's great moment is ruined. Did we see that coming? I think so, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the stars aligned too perfectly. Randy Orton was the money in the bank holder. Triple H, the special guest referee. We all knew Daniel Bryan was going to get screwed. Yeah. But that made for a great WrestleMania after that. Sure, yeah. The build-up was great. Awesome, man. Do you remember uh, something else that was very important about SummerSlam 2013? Hey, I'm not here to answer trivia questions. You're not? No. I'm no. here to talk about wrestling. But, well, this is... Well, yeah. This is, yeah. yeah, but you put me on a spot. You're, you're quizzing me. This isn't Jeopardy. It's, it's a, not Trivial Pursuit. Brian, SummerSlam 2013. What about it? It's the first time we ever hung out. Is it really? It is. No shit. Yeah. Yes well, shit. With a tear in my eye. <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed. I, I'm embarrassed I don't remember that. <laughs> That's that's what kicked it all off, when Jeffy Jeffy's living room. That's right. Yeah. We we're all there. Yep. Crazy, huh? That was probably very 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 messed up, wasn't I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yes. that yeah, because that was already eight years ago. That's it. Yeah. Weird, huh? It's not technically the first time we hung out. I mean, well, you, no, but that's. We, that's you, the time you did come to my wedding. I did come to your wedding, <laughs> and I didn't know it. <laughs> you crashed yes, it. Little did I know. <laughs> you didn't crash my wedding without oh, me even knowing. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess we're just gonna keep moving along here, Sarah. Who do we have next? The four from Suplex Sam are John Cena vers- versus AJ Styles, SummerSlam '16. CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy in a TLC match, SummerSlam '09. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight from SummerSlam 02, and the Dudley Boys versus Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. So that's a relatively recent match within the past five years. Cena and AJ Styles, SummerSlam 2016. What'd you think of that one, Brian? Like I said, if uh, <clears throat> if it wasn't for Bret Hart's matches, then Cena would probably be on my Mount Rushmore, and that's one of the matches I was referring to. Because that AJ Styles match was great. And can I also point out something about Cena? Of course. I don't think he minds putting guys over. Oh, of course not. You know what I mean? Like, AJ Styles came from TNA. Was it TNA? He was last at? Uh, No, he was last in New Japan. Alright, so he comes from another company. But he's synonymous with TNA because, like, that was the face for forever. Right. And here he comes and Cena puts the guy over. Yeah. For the title. Like, come on, man. How can you, like, how can people hate on this guy so much? No, I, I don't think he deserves it, honestly. Because when it counts, when it matters, he delivers. Yeah. And he's got a big match uh, at SummerSlam this year against Roman Reigns. And I'm looking forward to it. Is Cena going to break Ric Flair's record? No. Dude. You don't think so? No. Roman Reigns is holding on to that title until WrestleMania. He surely should. He is. He will. He will. You could take that to the bank. Money in the bank. I will bet anything that, that that Cena will not walk out with the title. Yeah. Yeah, no, Reigns is doing too good of a job right now. Phenomenal, man. He's doing the best work of his career. Maybe he'll still have it next year or something. You know who should beat <laughs> you know Reigns for it? Who should beat Reigns for it? Yeah. Who? 
Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. I could actually really see that if he's got if he's got the briefcase. You know, it's definitely possible. That would be funny as hell. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. All right. What about uh, CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, TLC match? SummerSlam 09. Man, I barely remember that. <laughs> if you notice, though, like, 08 through, like, 2011 is just a blur to me. Yeah. Because, I don't I know, like, you. was I doing other things? I don't think so. Like, oh, I was... I, I, obviously. Been watching wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I probably just wasn't watching it enough. CM Punk was, uh... He had just turned heel, and now he's berating Jeff Hardy and judging him for... Oh, for using drugs. Yeah, for drugs and alcohol use. Yes, I do remember the storyline. I remember it now. I I mean, if you, what was the end? Give me the end. It was Jeff Hardy. He did that, like, sprint. How the hell do you remember this? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Alright, so what's next? Alright, Sarah, what do we have next? The list from Wrestle War is The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in a ladder match, SummerSlam 95. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight from SummerSlam 02. The Dudley Boys versus Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. And Bret the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match from SummerSlam 94. Look at that, all gimmick matches. All gimmick matches there. You know, uh, that 2002 Shawn Michaels Triple H street fight there. My, uh, my, my mom was pregnant with uh, my brother, and I was worried that he was going to be born <laughs> when this match was on. You selfish prick! <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, he waited. He waited four days later. What is wrong with you? <laughs> really wanted to see Shawn Michaels return. <laughs> Unreal. You're crossing your fingers. Don't go to labor. Don't go to labor. <laughs> And hey, that match was great. <laughs> we were like sending subliminal, subliminal messages, like, yeah, you know, like whispering in her ear at night. We were like, you will not pop him out tonight. <laughs> you will not pop him out tonight. Oh, man. Funny little anecdotes. I don't know if I've ever told them that one. It's a good one, though. Um, well, he'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope he kicks you in the shin. He kicks me in the shin. He's taller than me now. Whatever. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, he is. Crazy. Yes, he is. And my other brother is also very tall. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> that's what I. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Sarah, who's next? The Mount Rushmore from Mikey from the Streets is the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks, SummerSlam '88. The Honky Tonk Man versus the Ultimate Warrior, SummerSlam '88. Shawn Michaels versus Rick Martel, SummerSlam '92. And Brett vs. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match, SummerSlam '94. All right, so Mega Powers and the Mega Bucks, main event of the first ever SummerSlam. I just, I just want to point out, I like listening to Mikey's lists because he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> if he likes the match and he enjoys it and it's entertaining for him, he's gonna throw it on there. He doesn't overthink it. He just says, you know what? I like this match for whatever reason. It just entertained me. Whether it brought back memories as a kid, or just remember where you were when you watched it, that's kind of like how I go about on my list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because. All right. So which one are we going with first? Which match? We Mega gonna... Powers and the Mega Bucks. So all right, there you go. Mega Powers versus Mega Bucks. You had Elizabeth in there. That was starting off the Hogan and Macho Man feud, right? Yes. That kind of started right there. Yes. Um, Andre DiBiase, like. DiBiase. Oh, uh, I knew it. I knew it. 
You just you saw this match on paper and you were like, oh great, this is an opportunity for me to do my Andre impression. Oh, I got you, boy. I'm back. Back again. It's almost time. World Tag Team Champion. <laughs> World Wrestling. Well, why? Everybody got a peanut. <laughs> so anyway, I could see it. I you know I was uh I was struggling with not putting that match online actually, although not the greatest match ever. It just sparked so many childhood memories. Yeah, it was a good time to be a fan. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I remember having that poster outside of my bedroom as a kid. That iconic picture of Hogan on one side and Randy Savage on the other side and Elizabeth in the middle and she's got one, her hand on, her hand on each one of their chests. Right. Yeah. Looking back. Yeah, and that was before we even knew that it was going to be... Uh, right. The mega powers were going to explode. Yeah. Explode they did. You lust in your eyes. <laughs> Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't feel like doing a Hogan voice right now. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> oh, boy. Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. He had that Intercontinental Championship longer than anybody else. And who defeats him for it? The Ultimate Warrior in 90 seconds at they, SummerSlam 88. But that's a key match in wrestling history, right? It really is, yeah. So, because the Hong Kong Man was awesome. He was the greatest, self-proclaimed greatest Intercontinental Champion Greatest ever. Intercontinental Champion of all time, and baby. He's on my Mount Rushmore as the greatest Intercontinental title Champion of all time. Yeah. Um, so anyway... Yeah, ultimately, well, that that was, even though it was just ninety seconds, it's still a key moment in wrestling history, and fine, I'm I'm fine with it actually. It's not even gonna be on my top ten, but I'm still fine with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was one of the highlights of the year, for sure. I mean, that was uh, Ultimate Warrior's breakout moment, and uh, hey, good for him. Right. Shawn Michaels and Rick Martel, SummerSlam '92. Is that the one where they couldn't hit each other in the face? Yes. They couldn't punch each other in the face. Yes. Great gimmick match. Of course. Sensational <laughs> Sherry. She, she was with Shawn Michaels, but she was flirting with Rick Martel. Right. Which led to the feud, and she had... The only way this match could happen is if they agreed not to punch one another in the face. Was she really Rick Martel's sister? No. She wasn't? No. The, that's a that, was, that was a rumor, right? That's a rumor, yes. Right. That's, okay. No, that's not I true. didn't know. I'm asking. Yeah. Sure. You just... Uh, learned a lot of people out there. <laughs> no, everybody thought that for years, obviously, because the Martell. Right. Sherry Martell, Rick Martell. <laughs> Some people thought they were married, too, but no. I could see why Mike put that on his list. Because of the work they had to do not to use a face spot. Like, yeah. no kick in the face, no punch in the face. It's very odd to see that then, these days, especially these days. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a match with someone, like, not punching another guy? Yeah, it's... You know, it's funny you say that. I, I need to find the match. There's a match out there. I believe it was on... I want to say it was on an ECW house show, but then again, it, it could have been televised. But it was Jerry Lynn and Lance Storm, and the whole match, neither one of them takes a bump. Really? Yeah. No shit. It was just like a challenge. You know, right, like so it was probably themselves. a lot of headlocks, um, yeah. takeovers, right? Because they did takeovers? They have to, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they went, you know, a lot of mat work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Single legs and... Yeah. Things like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 
you know, when put to the test. And they didn't even have to do that. Like, that wasn't a stipulation. No, no. It was, it was just something just, they wanted to try Right, to that's do. awesome. That's, yeah. That's cool. But uh, Michaels Martel, when they finally did punch one another in the face, Sherry passed out. Right. And, and then they fought over who was going to bring her up the aisle. But see, do you see how they told the story back then? Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's night and day, man. Yeah. They told that story. Sherry, you know, when they finally did it, like you said, Sherry passes out. And now it's, who's going to be the one to take care of her? Right? Yeah. That's what they'll fight over. Yeah. And they poured water on her to wake her up. Yeah, man. Like, the story was there. Such a good story. And, and didn't Bobby Heenan say in, the, in that match, some, somebody stole the back of Sherry's pants? I probably. <laughs> I don't remember it, but yeah, you're probably right. She's wearing, she's wearing right. quite the revealing outfit. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who's next? Mr. X votes for the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks, SummerSlam 88. Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 03. The Dudley Boys versus Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. And Brett the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92. Hey, we didn't even talk about the ending of the uh, the Mega Powers Mega Bucks match. No, we didn't when Elizabeth took off her skirt. Yep, she, the Mega Powers were getting beat down mercilessly by Andre and DiBiase. And Elizabeth provided the distraction of climbing onto the apron and removing her skirt to reveal red underwear. Yeah. And Andre and DiBiase were very distracted, as was. Special referee Jesse the Body Ventura and allowed Randy Savage to drop the double axe handle off the top rope and Hulk Hogan to hit the big leg drop and they won the match. You threw it out there and you know what? I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna bite you in. You threw okay. it out there. I'm gonna bite. I'm, gonna do it. I'm gonna bite. All right. What, what did Andre say when she took off her skirt? <laughs> oh, lady, you don't throw many pants. Where you have to go? You, are you cold? Do you have a little bear? Would you like to wrap my jacket around your waist? I see under, I see fat. I see Elizabeth underpants. <laughs> oh, God. That you asked for. <laughs> Randy's gonna be mad. What's next? Who <laughs> we got, Sarah? Oh, next, man. we have the four from Mike the Wolverine. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 01. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in a ladder match, SummerSlam 95. The Undertaker versus Edge inside Hell in a Cell, SummerSlam 08. And the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. Wow. We've talked about all these matches. Yeah. That's... We have. All right, so. Well, something that jumps out at me here, the uh, Shawn Michaels in that ladder match, he wore that famous blue gear. Oh, you know what sucks about those uh those Jacks figures there? What sucks about originally? That? Well, besides the fact that they were always so loose. They were. They were always so loose and that's this story. I opened up the Razor Ramon and the whole thing just fell apart right in my hands. Really like just right there. Just right there. Just completely fell apart. The gold dust too. Didn't uh, Jeff say, like, his sultan would always get his head cut off? Yeah, but I think that's a Jeff problem, not a uh, Jax or sultan problem. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know, like, you keep, we keep returning it, and then, like, yeah, you know, they, would, they would give him a hard time about it. <laughs> <Were> they, 
you're like, kid, stop being so like violent with your toys. It's kind of ironic that the Sultan's the one getting his head decapitated. I know, huh? Yeah. It's crazy. Strange. It's funny because I just sold Jeff some uh, some bone crunchers. Nice. He's all about it, yeah. Alright. He's all about buying bone crunchers from me. It's like, hey, great. Keep my uh, my new business afloat. <laughs> Buy my stuff. He already told me. He's already pre-ordered for next week. <laughs> Which ones are you selling next week? Uh, next week he's getting... I know he's getting the Patriot. I can tell you that much. He's getting... <laughs> <laughs> I know Patriots in Is there going to be a bit more Between Jeff and Jeff and Patrick or? There might be <laughs> And he wants Yokozuna He wants Mark Marrow Oh he's getting The Executioner Alright Yeah Yeah he's buying Some good ones He's buying Some good ones Nice Okay Sarah Who do we have next Shep from Shepland Votes for The Undertaker Versus Edge Inside Hell in a Cell SummerSlam Await the Dudley Boys versus Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a Steel Cage match SummerSlam 94, and John Cena versus Daniel Bryan SummerSlam 13. Wow. Did a lot there. But these are all great matches. Uh, did he? No. I thought every match was a stipulation on his list, but it's not. But, uh... I know we have one more list here, Sarah, so you might as well just read that one. The last submission this episode comes to us from Hunter Scott. The Dudley Boys versus Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in a TLC match from SummerSlam 2000. John Cena versus Daniel Bryan, SummerSlam 13. Bret the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92. And the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight from SummerSlam 02. All great submissions there. Brian. Ian. What's on your Mount Rushmore this week? <sighs> Do I have to? Yeah, of course. Of course, this is it. This is your <clears throat> moment. Alright. Owen versus Brett. 1994 cage match. Wow. Bulldog versus Brett. Icy title match. 1992. Oh, oh. This hurts, huh? Mr. Oh, Perfect no. versus Brett. I see title 1991. Oh hey, you know what? I just told you I'm a wrestling fan first. <laughs> right? I Don't really kill me. You, you did the, this I, list is excellently executed. Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> last, last one. And Ravish and Rick Rude versus the Ultimate Warrior. I see title match 1989. All right. You thought I was going to have four Brett Hart matches on my list, didn't you, you son of a bitch? I no. I, I swerved you. You did. You did. That's the Stupid. That's the one where uh, Roddy Piper comes down the ringside and moons Rick Rude. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, Rick Rude, he could get some uh, good matches out of the Warrior. Yeah. And he also beat the crap out of him backstage one time. I think for screwing something up. Well, so. He must have got his ass kicked a lot then. Yeah, Rick, yeah. <laughs> and Rick Rude was a very violent man. But he was a man's man. He was a man's man. <laughs> No, you know, it's childhood match, man, that I used to love to watch over and over again. Yeah. So, just brings back good memories, and, uh, like I said, that's why I like Mike's list, because he doesn't give a shit. Neither do I. I don't give a shit. Well, you know, I you know, people want to call me a fraud, because I have for three Bret Hart matches on my list. Call me a fraud, I don't care. You think you can tell me what to do? You think any... You know any who you're talking to? You think any one of you 70 listeners... <laughs> 
are gonna bother me. It doesn't affect me. You think you Just like I knew you did this this podcast based on the fact that I had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you you put this thing together. Yes. You created this podcast. You wanted to do it. One year. And you know you should protect your talent like like the WWE protects their talent. But you don't want to protect your talent. Yeah, but think about it. Think it. Think you about. Want, you just want to try to expose your talent. Think about how exciting this is going to make the listeners to know that deep down inside you you do have a soft spot for Bret Hart. All seventy of them. <laughs> it don't matter. Seventy seven. It don't matter. Okay, what they think. <laughs> Probably wow. have seventy teeth combined. Seventy teeth combined. Wow. Wow. That's highly insulting to our toothless fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Sarah. Will you please hit us with the stats? The Mount Rushmore of SummerSlam matches is with 11 votes, the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian in the first ever Tables, Ladders, and Chairs match from SummerSlam 2000. And with a three-way tie with seven votes each, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in a street fight from SummerSlam 02. Brett the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith from SummerSlam 92. And Brett the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage match from SummerSlam 94. Following up with three votes each, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in a ladder match, SummerSlam 95. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 01. The Undertaker versus Edge inside Hell in a Cell, SummerSlam 08 and John Cena versus Daniel Bryan SummerSlam 13. And with two votes each, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 03, Bret the Hitman Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91, and the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks SummerSlam 88. On this Mount Rushmore, half of it is Bret Hart matches. Yeah, and I'm surprised that um the Bret Hart versus Perfect didn't get more votes. Hey, I forgot to give my list by the way. Oh. But honestly, it, it is this top four. It's the TLC match. It's HBK and Triple H, the street fight. It's uh, Brett and Davey and Brett and Owen in the cage. Well, pin that's, a, that's my list anyway. So. Well, pin a rose on your nose, Ian. <laughs> you got so, it right. Uh, some great stuff there. Great matches. Uh, and not only did I get it right, and not only did Jordan and Tennessee get it right, but I think in the end here, the, the fans, fans got, got it right. right. <laughs> that wasn't even planned. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's eight years too long. <laughs> well, if we make it to the uh, lucky episode twenty-one, you know what? I think this one's gonna be the Mount Rushmore of steel cage matches. Okay. Not Hell in a Cell. Steel cage matches. What's sad is you know all mine are going to contain Big Blue. Yeah. <laughs> like right off the okay. bat. That's fine. That's fine. But like I think I think Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard would count. Like it's an I quit match. Right. But it's no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know? But like Undertaker, Mankind, Hell in a Cell, that, that doesn't count right. because it's a different structure. It's the Hell in a Cell. What about the Steve Blackman, Nolan Hart, Lions Den match? Lions Den match? You know, I think that'll count, because it is a cage match. Yeah. You think it's going to be on anybody's list? Uh, I'm going to be very surprised, but, you know, hey, maybe we'll get a list from 
Steve Blackman or Ken Shamrock. Oh, I hope so. Oh, it was them two. I thought Owen Hart was in it. Was Owen, Owen Hart, Hart wasn't one. He wasn't one. Owen right? Hart fought Shamrock actually right. at that SummerSlam '98. That's what it was. He fought. Uh, he even fought Vincent one. Really? Shamrock and Vince. Oh, I thought you meant Owen. No. I don't remember Shamrock and Vince either, though. It was on Raw. It was on Raw. No shit. Or something new every day, pal. And of course, there was there was Blackman and Shamrock and Lions Den. I think it might have even been on Sunday Night Heat. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this was a fun one, fun episode. One year later. Yeah, it's been a been a really weird year. It has been a weird year, and we did take a brief hiatus, and now we're still on a new schedule, but uh. You know, hey, when we do these, we do these. Yeah. Fun for us, so. Exactly. I feel the same way. Alright, well. For Brian. Alright, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a good night. And I'm just kidding. I know you all have more than 70 teeth. (laughs) Yes. Like 80. Eight is enough. 80. No. Alright, guys. Later. And for Sarah. One whole year. Thanks for listening. Till next time. This is Ian saying... Good night.